Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, and you're listening to Football Ramblin'. Sorry, Joe. Try that again. Hi, I'm Joe Kinnear, and you're listening to Football Ramble. Better. <laughs> ramble me this, ramble me that. Um, the football rambles back. Pete is here. Yes, I am. Luke is here. All right, and I'm here. But we're still minus James because he's still doing comedical genius stuff up in Edinburgh. Gallivanting, absolutely. But let him gallivant. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, gentlemen, I have a question for you. Players' outstanding debut. This is by an email from a listener. Or? No, this is inspired. I, I, there was a lot of debut Premiership debuts going on in the, the weekend. Oh, okay, just gone yeah. by. A lot of a lot of debut goals, but we'll come on to that in a bit. But um, let me a debut that, from a player that, that was quite an outstanding one. Peter, well, uh, surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs> you got a, have you got a Sunderland one? No. <laughs> I'll go with the Newcastle debut. Fox Dino Spear against uh, Middlesbrough. Oh. He came in. He ran up the steps in the cold and the snow, and then uh, and everyone was saying he couldn't. He can't play in this temperature. It's, <laughs> it's too cold. It's snowing. And then he took. He took him pretty apart. Pretty much the whole team apart. Crossed it in, less Ferdinand, 2-1, I think. And then oh, fucked oh, off. Oh, and then he yeah. fucked off. <laughs> he never scored in that debut, though, did he? No, no. He didn't he need did, to, but, though, did but he? But he, he surprised everyone. He only needed yeah. five minutes. I remember. Uh, 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 Lukey. I've got one or two... I mean, Ooh. I don't want to. I don't want to um, bore rip. everyone with with rubbish early nineties Portsmouth ones. So I'll go with <laughs> dig. Wayne Rooney's debut for United six two for the Bache hat trick. Yeah, blister. That was Roy the Rovers stuff. Yeah, with some of that B- massively all day, yeah. all day. Was that his first game in Europe as well? It was. Yeah, yeah, first yeah, yeah. Champions League debut. I believe. Magnificent. To, to, to call it an overused phrase. Yeah. magnificent. Yeah, it's he even scored a free kick. He was superb that, that day. He was. He was. He played it, with, with a freedom. He played with passion. Uh, the exuberance of youth. I think <laughs> we'll call that. I can't. I, I couldn't agree more. But um, well, I'm going for a slightly different kind of debut. Jonathan Woodgate for Real Madrid. Oh, <laughs> the other end of the spectrum. He's still got a stand innovation. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I well, loved him down there. So he scored an own goal, and he got sent off. And uh, that was that. I don't know. His shorts <laughs> fell down halfway through. I don't know. Just, everything went wrong that could have gone he tore, wrong. He probably tore his thigh muscle on the way down to the dressing room. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, poor old Jonathan. But lazy stereotypes apart, Jonathan Woodgate played thirty-four league games for Tottenham last season. Yeah, have some of that. That's crazy, isn't it? You went, you went in that from any other podcast. He was, he was told. He, he did, somebody did say at Real Madrid that his muscle was in the worst condition he'd ever seen. <laughs> I can remember when he was at Leeds. Position. I can remember when he was at Leeds, and the phys- they were talking to the physio about his constant injuries. And the physio, I mean, in, in a, a sort of um, admission that not rarely seen in the uh, in the arrogance and confidence of the football world, <laughs> the physio just went, "Well, at the end of the day, he's just not got a body for, for professional sport." <laughs> it's like, don't say that. Do your job. <laughs> Clearly, he's done all right for somebody. He, he's not got a body for professional sport. He's, he's the sort of man who you'd expect no. to get shin splints. Rick Waller, Rick Waller yeah. doesn't have a body for. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Jonathan Woodgate is that far off. Well, he played 34 league games last year, so there To be go. fair, when he scored, um, he, well, it was a Champions League game and he scored for Madrid when uh, he'd been out for ages. Yeah. And it was a nice scene, actually. He ran over to the, the physio who'd been working with him a, a Saved his life. And he, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was a big embrace. It was, was a it? wonderful moment. But, I mean, I think wonderful. Woodgate really um, was taken to by the, Madrid, the Real Madrid faithful because he'd learnt, he took his time to get involved, learnt a bit of Spanish, mm. really bought into the whole thing and it's a shame it didn't work out for him actually. Mm. And he obviously ended up in the, uh, in, in the player's graveyard that is Middlesbrough after that. So. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I tell you who's playing well for Middlesbrough now, that Marvin Emness, who cost about a billion quid from... Um, the Dutch side, well, you, he scored. He scored well, you, on Saturday. You, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. He didn't look like he'd ever seen a football before in the Premier League. Well, the fourth in the league, so yeah. Yeah. fifth, something like that. Not, not bad at all. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that there was a lot of Premiership debut goals. Um, 
Stephen Hunt got one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was at I was at Stamford Bridge on Saturday. Did you see Peter Check having like Vietnam style flashbacks? Now let me see Stephen Hunt coming <laughs> <on the pitch. laughs> at him. Let yeah. me tell you, something. I heard a little something about um, the the headgear that Czech wears. Now, I thought, like probably everyone like else got does... got a knife in it. That he got a knife <laughs> in it. Um, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he's got treats in there. Yeah, he's got jelly babies in there. Oh. Um, he wore it because, it, like a precaution. Mm. Yeah. But someone told me that actually he wears it because of the Adidas sponsor. He gets paid a lot of money it's to Canter- wear that. Is it not really? Can- I thought it was a Canterbury hat. Canterbury. I thought it was made by Canterbury. It's a rugby hat, isn't it? Oh, maybe that's it then. Oh, so, whichever sponsor to it be is. Honest, I was sat f- quite far out. So it's become <laughs> it's become a bit of a. Um... It looked like a three stripe. It could have been a triangle. Well, I, so, so, I mean, I remember some guy in the newspaper saying that um, I don't know whether he was a medical professional, but he said, "Oh, he, he should ditch it." Psychologically, it's affecting him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. He, he's either fa- he's either safe to play or he's not. But so that's if... a, well, then it suggests it's all about money, Lukey. Yeah, it always comes down to remember that. Remember that Neil Ruddock, uh, April Fools. I think the Sun ran a few years, like absolutely ages ago, where because Neil Ruddock was still playing. Where was that the Adidas Predator? Um, like hat, yeah, like headbands, yeah, the headers. I can remember once I used to work. Razor. I used to work at a sports oh. shop uh, back in, in another life when I was at college, and um, we used to go to these convention, not convention, but like meetings of all the sports shops in the area. <laughs> and we, the, what and a just, life you Yeah, it's amazing. And um, and uh, this there, there was when it was when the Predator boot was had just come out, and um, I swear this is true. There's an Adidas guy there talking to everyone about the new Predator boot because obviously you had to sell them and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. And some guy stood up. And just said, and they said, are there any questions? And someone goes stood up and went, are there any plans to bring out a Predator cricket bat? <laughs> <laughs> so you could swerve the ball round the fielders. <laughs> the guy just sort of went, uh, not currently. <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> yeah, so, so, <laughs> I'm going to pass this one off as my own. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Stephen Hunt should have been sent off for that awful tackle on Frank Lampard. He gets well into it, doesn't he, Hunt? <laughs> he's a nutter. He does. He's an absolute... <laughs> it's like they switch him on, like Jim says, they switch him on before he goes on, and that's it, he can't stop. <laughs> he's an absolute <laughs> hobbit of a man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't think there's another player quite like him. It's interesting because I saw him at... Um... He's crap, but he's effective. Oh, I, didn't, I, I was going to say that. I didn't think he, he was that good. I he slugs him... things up, I think. It, he's he's like a... one of those players. Like, Have you ever played against one of them who... Like we were playing against, uh, I was playing once against this lad, and he was crap. He was, yeah. But he scored like four goals, and it's like he's crap, and he's yeah, yeah. doing us. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. can't do anything about it. When I saw uh, Reading at QPR last season uh, at Loftus Road, um, every single time Hunt got the ball, ball to feet, touch in the channel. He must have done that 15 times yeah. in the same game. He's got whether, an engine on him. Whether there was a player there or not, and then when they didn't have the ball, he'd run all day. That's yeah. basically his game. Yeah. He did, but the thing is, he doesn't, he doesn't look out of his depth at Premiership level just because he works no, so hard. No, fair play, fair play. But he's... But, like, he's obviously going to get a bit of stick from the Chelsea fans for, for the for the Czech incident. Why then go yeah. up on Lampard's thigh? That's yeah. exactly why. Yes, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Did you see that... This will um, help the call. <laughs> but he sh- I tell you, he should have been sent off. Did you see it? I saw it. Disgraceful and I, I, I think it was a poor challenge. I, I, um, I actually tweeted this, all you lot are in, on, on Twitter following us, but there was a banner unveiled before the game by Chelsea fans. Did you see it? What was no. that one? These two like, guys who look like... I mean, you hate to enforce a stereotype, but they looked like right-wing taxi drivers. I'm not saying they were. <laughs> Went down to the, towards the, um, the edge of the pitch and unfurled a banner... I swear, without a God. shred of irony, yeah. saying money can't buy everything. JT equals CFC. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened. Well, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's probably been supporting for three years. <laughs> did, did I get the spelling right on the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelling was excellent. Thank you. Overall sentiment poor. Right, right. But oh, you, well, was, you were at Stamford Bridge, weren't well, you? That's Miles? what I was saying. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a wholly uninspiring affair, really. But a typical kind of first day. Uh, season opener, you know the big clubs often. Look at Man United v Birmingham. wasn't a classic performance, but it just, you just do enough. They break themselves. Get a job done. I th- I th- why did Drogba say that he didn't mean to score that goal? Because it would have been an absolute beauty. Uh, why didn't he just score? Yeah, he's, because he's honest. People. He's, <laughs> he's because he's to be not honest. <laughs> <laughs> because he's learning from past mistakes. Yeah, it wasn't. And if thing. we all do that, Peter, would society not benefit? He just, he, he just wants to be. Even more be annoying to hold than he could have been anyway. <laughs> I, like, oh, I didn't even mean that, and he went in, and we won the last minute. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The opposite of uh, Zamara, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you've I hate to bring it. that in. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Marcus. Terrible bloke. Terrible. Thief. Awful. Terrible thief. Terrible thief. Yeah. Uh, just like. <laughs> Terrible thief. He didn't even see it. Ca- at least, Good right. Thief. Yeah. Uh, he was, and he's back to Dempsey, who took the shot. This is against Portsmouth, in case anybody didn't see it. And Dempsey's shot. Hits off his 
kind of right shoulder, shoulder blade. <laughs> but he didn't even try work? and get out of the way. No, because he didn't <laughs> see it, Luke. <laughs> and uh, and it, it's, it's gone off him and into the goal. But I think the shot was on target, perhaps. It certainly would have... You know, the I think I think the keeper league. would have saved it. But what I'm saying is, it wasn't like off to the corner flag no. and it's hit him and gone in. So the ball was on its way towards the vicinity of the net, and uh, Zamora it hits off him. Didn't even look around. Nothing. It was kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm having that, and off he goes. <laughs> and he said in the interview after, he went, well, you know, I mean, I, I ran off with my hand in the air. And I thought, yeah, I'm having that. You know? <laughs> when you're Zamora, you need all the ones you can get, man. <laughs> Did he see Dempsey's face? He's like, no. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Dempsey, oh, yeah. Dempsey <laughs> probably went, no way, man! Dempsey probably said he does it all the time. That all was right, my then. score bag! Big, big man on campus, huh? I'll <laughs> yeah. cut you down a size, <laughs> jerk <laughs> off. You may have won this round. Think you can <laughs> top... Bobby. Think you can top body my spear into the score bag. <laughs> I'm going to piss in your shower gel, Sonny. Yeah. That's not awesome. Don't come across back the midfield stripe again. <laughs> what? That's what they call the halfway line, isn't it? The what, midfield the stripe. stripe. Nice. Yeah. Good player, Dempsey. So yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's, he's actually he has really come on. He was always all leave right. off your stereotypist. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. Uh, Stereotype. Apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Marcus, uh, sorry, slip of the tongue. You're Darren Marcus. Bent uh, scored. Sunderland, another day ago. Only took him five minutes. In your yeah. face, Redner. Yeah, <laughs> he is going to score against Spurs. That is, the, it, it will do. If there is any justice, right now I'm saying that this season. And Crouch is going to score against Pompey and <laughs> Liverpool and Villa. No, no, no. no. I, I can't even draw a diagram if I spent hours doing it. Who's going to score against what? each other? Yeah. yeah, you can't do that with Crouch. It could be quite a long time. Tevez, you're going to No, no. I, I, I genuinely think that Darren Bent he'll score the winner against Spurs I, I, at White Hart Lane. I think Darren Bent will get at least 15, 16 this season. Yeah. Because he'll play every game. I like him. Mm. Say get, that right now. A bit of service. Yeah. Um, Adebayor, he scored. Mm. That was a good guy. He, no, Adebayor looked like a different player. <laughs> because he wanted to be there, was that right? I think so. Yeah, why why yeah. was he playing so deep when he hit that ball? I don't understand where, how, why he was so deep. There's a lot of unanswered questions, <laughs> mate. <laughs> so, I really... I, I can't... Adebayor, yeah, he looked like, a, as you say, a different player. He looked really up for it. It's a new challenge for him. All joking yeah. aside, he is a bit of a what's it sometimes. But do, you, but, but do you think? Do you think maybe though that at Arsenal? Let's be honest. He was their main striker. There wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't really anybody mm. to challenge him much. He knows at City they've got Tevez on the bench. Um, and Roque Santa Cruz is to come back. Um, yeah. uh, so he's got to think to himself. He's got to perform. He's got to pull his socks up. There's, there's competition for places there. Mm. I've got a feeling that Craig Bellamy is going to be rather annoyed. <laughs> well, Craig Bellamy started. Yes, he did start. So I, I think Craig Bellamy will fall down the pecking order, though. It, oh, it depends. What, what I think Bellamy's a good player. It, I think Bellamy is, is a, a, probably... A, I'm not going to be too unfair on him, but he's probably a poor man's Tevez, I'd say. I agree, I agree with that. But I think it's worth mentioning that Blackburn were actually a little bit unlucky. They flattered them at 2-0, Man City, because yeah. they only scored the last goal very late on, and Blackburn had a few chances, I think. Mm. I think Blackburn had much... Loads of, I, can't, I can't remember another chance City had in the first half, mm. actually. But anyway... Um, um, Mark Hughes nearly... Nearly went down for a handshake. Yeah, I didn't, didn't see he? that. Um, I think Matthew there too did a sort of compendium of times he's fallen <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, they did yeah. as a player, and then just <laughs> that one, just that one where it, it was such a weird fall. I don't know what he did, like a sort of little weird spin, didn't he? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, did he stand on his feet and then, and then pull off just... an amazing shoulder high volley? <laughs> <laughs> well, he said, um, he said, well, you know, I just about kept my balance because I'm an athlete. Oh, nice. <laughs> Have you said, it reminds me of those adverts that they're running on Sky at the moment with Mourinho when he controls the ball and gives it back simple. Yeah, yeah. touch. It's the, on, the, on the radio version that he goes, uh, I don't know whether it's the same on the television where he goes, passion for the game is passion for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does say that. He does say that, yeah. Um, uh, Vermeulen for Arsenal scores. Nice stuff. On his day, I, I don't want to be the one to say I told you so. Not you boys, but people in general. People were talking about Vermeulen as a diminutive, not very strong centre-half. I told everyone. He's big, <laughs> he's strong. I he's told a, you. He's yeah. a solid defender and he, pro he proved that against Everton and he popped out with a, with a decent goal as well it's a dream Nielsen, debut Nielsen, for me uh, Nielsen's goal that's a pinger wasn't it that was a great I've got them in my fantasy team as well so that's ah. that and, Gall and Gallus's um, header he did that sort of like his celebration was Sort of wiping his lips like he'd eaten something delicious. It was disgusting. <laughs> I genuinely found it disgusting and a, distasteful. A goal is like honey on my lips. <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> in the halfway line. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not happy with a centre back wearing number ten. No, no. I'm call, not. Call me a traditionalist, <laughs> but that is absolutely disgraceful. It's, of course, it is. I've played for a team once. This is absolutely true. Just the uh, ones. I get people from Just the ones. to corroborate it. <laughs> <laughs> There's two strikers played number two and three. Poor. I'm not having that. No. Well, you just pick up what shirt. Oh, you shirt come on. Wrong. Have a bit of pride. <laughs> just a little bit, Peter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, no, I don't agree with that. But Arsenal, bloody hell. 
They did well. I, I was speaking to a friend of mine last week who said, um, and he's a Spurs fan, so it's not as though he's got any reason to say this. Mm. He said even before the Arsenal game, he said, I've got a feeling they're slipping under the radar and they might do something this season. Yeah. He reckons they might come second. Second, he reckons, he reckons they'll finish second. I, don't, I, don't, I probably wouldn't go that far. I think they'll probably f- finish fourth. But they did look like, almost in a weird world, I know it's Everton, and Everton are a decent team. But it's first day of the season, things can go wrong. But Arsenal play like a team who sort of automatically think that the pressure's off them because yeah. they sold their, yeah. apparently sold their best players. No yeah. one's expecting anything from them. They've not signed massive yeah. amounts of, uh, of replacements. And they just play with a freedom where they just ripped Everton to pieces. That's right. And but- I'll tell you what, if, if um, David Moyes is holding out for 30 million quid for Lescott, <laughs> I don't gone. think he'll be doing that anymore. <laughs> A week is a long time in a defender's life. <laughs> I thought it was a lovely touch, though, Cesc uh, Fabregas when he scored his second going over to the bench to get the um, the shirt which had uh, Harke, Daniel yeah, yeah. Harke, no, the Espanol nice captain, touch, yeah. who, of course, died um, from a cardiac arrest uh, recently. He's only 26. Um, the He's a one-club man as well. Yeah, Espanol is, captain. Yeah. Absolutely tragic. Especially Absolutely after tragic. what happened to Puerta um, a couple of years ago, a severe defender. He was only 22 or something, wasn't he? He was only 22, yeah. It's a shame, real shame. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I thought it was a nice touch by um, by Fabregas. Um, two goals for him on yeah, the opening yeah. day. That's, didn't, he only got about three last season, didn't I he? I know, yeah. No, he's doing well. Incidentally, actually, uh, Pep Guardiola apparently said that, so they said, are you still interested? And he said, I, th- I think Cesc's going to play in uh, England for another year. Yeah. So he's, put, he's put his time limit <laughs> See on See you him. next year. Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Absolutely. Well, in all seriousness, it depends what Arsenal do this season, doesn't it? Well, There's no guarantee that Barcelona are going to be a rip-roaring success. I think they probably will be, but yeah. you, don't, you don't necessarily know that. I know. And, and you know, but, I mean, Arsenal did get the semi-final of the Champions League last season. In, in, indeed. In, and finish fourth comfortably. Mm. Um, but aside, who think they are going to finish fourth and perhaps win the league according to Ledley King Spurs. <laughs> Well, do you know something? I'm not I'm, obviously I'm not going to say Spurs are going to the league, but but if you look at their squad <laughs> yeah. compared to Liverpool's squad at the weekend, yeah. I was surprised. I mean, Liverpool. I don't know. I can't understand why people are tipping them for the title. No. I mean, I can understand why people like Alan Hansen are tipping them for the title for <laughs> obvious reasons. But if you say that the Guardian did a, a, a straw poll of all their writers, yeah. and they predicted Liverpool to win it, you're joking. Well, if you if you take Liverpool's team on Sunday, who were who were probably poor, they didn't deserve to win the game. Yeah. You can moan about those penalty decisions all day, but they didn't deserve to win the game. No. We can all agree on that. The the only players they've got to come back, from my memory, are Daniel Agger, who's a good player, yeah. Albert Riera, yeah. and Aquilani. And Ian Rush. <laughs> Ian Rush. He's been out for a while, Marcus. <laughs> but I just say, oh, ten minutes into the new season, like Skirtle and uh, Oh, that Carragher. was massive, wasn't it? Well, it's just mashing into each other. Carragher looks. Yeah, Carragher had a look. You see him, he saw him. <laughs> I've read today that Skirtle might have to have his jewellery aligned. And Carragher had 12 staples in his head. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad luck. But, I mean, they're, they're threadbare for me. They're a weaker side than they were last year. Of course they are. What, Alonso's gone? Yeah. Gerard's not going to be able to do what he does properly this year because of Alonso. And it's Benitez's it's fault. <laughs> they're not good. Well, it is, isn't it? It's the referee's fault. <laughs> it's always um, the referee's fault, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, did you hear uh, they're talking about Ledley King? Um, I think Jeremy Redknapp was, actually. And they were just... He just doesn't... He doesn't train in between yeah. matches much. And he's almost kind of wrapped in cotton wool. Paul McGrath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, he says, like, Ledley King will just do a few laps in the pool, take it easy. It's, it's mad because his body just can't do it. No, yeah. But, I, but when it comes to the game, he's superb. At, at Portsmouth, like, I remember when, when Portsmouth were trying to get into the Premier League and indeed when they first got into the Premier League, they had a couple of um, older, older players, um, Merson and Sheringham. Mm. And Redknapp has got a bit of a reputation for that. He, he does, yeah. Merson said that he, the reason he had such a sort of Indian summer in his career at Portsmouth is because he was told he didn't have to train all the time he didn't want to if he felt too tired he wouldn't have to do it mm. and, and Redknapp would trust him to, to just play at a weekend and um, Merson was saying that before I came to Pompey I was training every, every day yeah, just yeah. to kill me I was knackered by the yeah, end I bet he was, yeah. so maybe it's a bit of that I know, I know yeah. Lady King's a lot younger but the principle's probably still the same but if, it's, if Lady King's body can't do it but he's still good enough and obviously he's got to have a level oh, of fitness to he's play he's absolutely good enough of course he's good enough yeah um, but it's just such a funny situation. I can't it's, think it's, of another. It's, it's no sort of lesson to Basong, the younger. No, exactly. <laughs> of Ledley King. Well, that's that's a good sign. Of but I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's preferential treatment. Well, okay, it is preferential treatment in one sense, but I don't think it's yeah. just because he's big time. It's not like a uh, one Roman Raquel kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is this is kind of um... he physically can't train. Yeah, that's why he's not doing <laughs> exactly. it. My this knees is for the good... sprouted big showers of blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but him and Basong, you know, that that could be a partnership for them. Oh, he's a good signer for I, them. I think Basong. Basong's an excellent defender. Well, yeah. I, 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 it, it sickened me slightly to see him in a Spurs shirt, just simply because we should have. If we'd stayed up, we would have kept them. And yeah, he, yeah, it was a great header. It great was a shame. It was a striker's header. Lovely league. Right. But um, we were talking about Lescott earlier. You mentioned Lescott. Yeah. Um, Joining Lescott and David Moyes. It's an odd situation for me because, yeah. because 
and, and whilst I respect Everton for uh, sorry, I respect Moyes for his principles on it, and, and he's, he's doing he's sort of in danger of turning this into sort of a personal crusade. And I don't know, I'm not going to predict what will come from it because it, we don't know. But let's just say it's not going to end well, is it? Because sure, anyone there's a couple of reasons for that. One is. Everyone knows that Julian Lescott is, what is he, 27 now? 26, 27. Well, he's getting on. He's well, not, not getting on. He's not that. a £30 million pound footballer. No, of course not. He's not even in the England side. Okay, and, and, and England, of course, have got a lot of good set of defenders, but that's fine. The bottom line is, when a player doesn't want to beat your club, it's probably no point keeping him there. Take the money and reinvest it. I, th- yeah. I think it all started when Hughes was sort of saying, uh, I can understand Moyes' position, as we all can, to be fair. But he said it in the words... When a big yeah, yeah, a little big. big. When a big club comes yeah. in, and, yeah. and it's like and after what Benitez said as well, big club. It's it, I think but it just riled them. I in, think, in, but I think Hughes is suddenly his balls have got a lot bigger I, I over the summer. I, Man City Everton are both both big clubs in my opinion, but it was the way he said it, Pete. You're right. Yeah, I mean, but I think, especially after what Benitez said a couple of seasons ago. Well, of course. Yeah, but I, I think with um, with with Hughes is that last season I think he was kind of a bit. Oh bloody hell! All this money and, and Robinho was clearly signed over his yeah. head and all this, and he was a bit. He obviously sat him down and he said, "Right, come on, I'm I need to enough. be in charge here." Yeah, yeah. And, I, and he suddenly looks a little bit more, well, much more in control. More Mourinho, and he exactly, yeah. he's getting on for all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like you say, like calling, he's playing massive games here with with Everton because, and for him. Okay, that Everton keep him. Well, he's unsettled one of his rivals for fourth, fifth, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just think that Moyes is one of those characters. I don't know him obviously, but he seems to be one of those characters who will defend a point of principle to the very end, and yeah. it could end up costing him dearly because Everton are a club have got a load of money. No. They need to, they twenty five million or whatever they finally settle on for Lescott because he probably will go. It's a massive amount of money to it's them. It's a huge amount of money, and, and as you say, I mean, I think. I mean, it, it, I know in the transfer market, but I think ten million. You know, he's twenty six or twenty seven. At the end I think. of the day, yeah. he's just lost by a huge margin, and uh, yeah, this exactly. is not the time to be. Well, that's it. He's in a real. He's in between a rock and a hard place because, as you say, does he suddenly sell and everyone goes, "Oh, well, you know, has he bottled it there, or whatever?" Does he keep him? You, 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 it's you such can a. Sort, you can sort of see how where he's coming from because he's trying to build something at Everton and he's not got the most amount of money in the world. It's, it's frustrating, really for him, isn't it? And, and, and Lescott was happy to sign like a forty thousand contract, like start was it the start of last season or mm. something. Mm. He was happy to stay at Everton then. Yeah, I mean, I, it is yeah. a shame because Moyes has done such a fantastic job at Everton. And I was saying to a couple of friends of mine who are Everton fans I said it's crucial for you you keep your, your players over the summer mm. and they have done but suddenly now they could lose they're, one of, the they're one of those pl- they're one of those teams that's only one or two players away from being quite an average side yeah. they've, got, they've not got a massive squad they've not got a load of money I just think he needs to take Lescott if his head's not on he want, if his head's already at Man City take the fucking cash yeah. just and, take and the they cash. could get someone decent yeah of course they could they they're, can, yeah. their record signing is Fellaini who was like 15 million I think I don't even think that was up front or anything like that. Mm. By the way, how much did he pay for Lescott? Five million in instalments as well. Really? From so, Wolves. I mean, yeah. I'm sure Wolves were just as cut up. Exactly. Losing exactly. Well, yeah. I just think it's frustrating for Moyes. But frustrating for Moyes because he's taken him to that level. He can't really take him any further without massive investment, and it, and it obviously frustrates him. But I just yeah. don't think he should turn it into a point of principle. It's it's not sound to so I agree with it, but it's just the way football is these days. And with regards to investment, um, Portsmouth. No, oh, they're in a terrible state. Well. They ne- they need investment. <laughs> They're in a terrible state, mate. More than the flipping tube does. I mean, how? Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I obviously don't live down there anymore, so it's difficult to gauge the general opinion. But how Peter Story is still sort of sticking his head above the parapet so often and not getting any sort of stick? Okay, give him some stick now. Well, he brought he brought the FA Cup to Portsmouth and through his investment and through his managing as a chief executive of the club. Mm. But at what cost? Pompey are selling players every month to pay a loan payment. Yeah. Pompey took a massive loan against their Premier League status when the when the when the financial financial climate in the world was fine, and now like, like we say before, you're dancing with the devil, aren't you? And the music stopped now, and every month they've got to sell a player to pay that loan off. But hasn't he sold? I mean, Paul Hart's they've sold like what twenty five million, thirty million pounds of players. Pompey have sold, summer? I think about, and 60, he hasn't bought one. I think they've sold about sixty million pounds. No, have, have they bought one? Or they, well, they've well, they're, they're just getting loans and cheap, yeah. cheap. But but. The bottom line is that money is just disappearing into a black hole of interest, loan interest payments. Yeah. So, Peter Story, you're not doing the people of Portsmouth and the club a favour by selling them off <laughs> to an Abu Dhabi invest- investor because you've got no choice. You've got them into that position. Mm. If I don't get an investor and a takeover, the club will go out of business. Yeah. So, and that's your fault. Yeah. It's either your fault or it's Harry Redknapp's fault or it's Alexander Gardamak's fault. In my opinion, it's everyone's fault. 
but you're the chief executive of that football club and you've got them to that position so don't think you're some sort of knight in shining armour getting them out of it yeah. they should have metal down that FA Cup when they had the chance exactly, exactly. <laughs> make, make money out at of what that. cost though I mean, I mean, Pete you're, you're obviously Newcastle aren't, aren't doing great at the moment you would love Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry if anyone to break it here but <laughs> Pete if Newcastle if, you got, if Newcastle won the FA Cup this season you'd obviously be fucking pleased Portsmouth won the FA Cup I was over the moon but at what cost at wages 92% of your turnover yeah. you know, when you've got a 20,000 seat of stadium <laughs> you know paying Sol Campbell £100,000 a week you're joking he's, he's gone to Newcastle this week yeah exactly <laughs> oh you, my god he's up there oh it's god. not a genius because the money's better up there I'll tell you what, what if, if, there were, if, there was no, if money was no object and I, I reckon I could get Pompey in FA Cup <laughs> just put a good manager in buy any player you want on massive wages yeah. players won't I mean I'm a Pompey fan but players will not go into Portsmouth because it's a lovely seaside resort <laughs> they were going there because they're getting paid a fuckload of money that no one else would give them what a gun morph keys is alright it's lovely red right, got red nut said <laughs> red nut went for the sunshine yeah, yeah. yeah. for a bit and lollipops <laughs> um, yeah that's my rant about Portsmouth over it's a serious point. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, well, the I thought don't of want... Portsmouth going out of business is outrageous. I don't want there to be another Leeds, and I certainly don't want it to be Portsmouth. But I don't want it to be any club. But, and the way Southampton have gone, exactly. You can't have that. I mean, rain people in. There's no. There's no accountability. We, we said this is what happens when you start having clubs just throwing money at the, at the and the books just not being looked after and so on. I mean, you, you know, you talk about Newcastle, talk about Portsmouth. Yeah. Get get story on this show, Pete. <laughs> Gring his agent. I'll tell him a new one. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the last show, Pete, you moaned about Shola Amiobi. Not uh, being Luke, very good. Luke called him the biggest talent blag of all time. Yeah. 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 Um, I was listening to that he's, uh, podcast. He's, uh, ans- <laughs> he's answered his evening. critics. He's answered his critics. Has, has, he, that? has he though, Marcus? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it's because he's got a hat trick. Red, he's got a hat trick. Let's put it into perspective because I was got a hat trick for the Ravel team last week. <laughs> so, okay, uh, well, even, shall I put it then? Put it even a blind squirrel occasionally finds a nut. That's what I'm trying to say. He's got a hat trick. Hey, it's, it's not uh, it's not just three goals for the Amiobis. It was actually five because Tommy Amiobi's uh, brother scored at the weekend. Oh, for the reserves, yeah, he got a brace for the under 19s Tell you what, lads, we're living in Amiobi world. Yeah, we are. I've always suspected it. It's all come up Amiobi, <laughs> <laughs> and he dedicated it to, it to Boy Robson, which is oh, quite nice. pleasant because oh. he was because Robson was the one who brought him into the first team. Boy Robson, so, he's sometimes fallible. Robson, <laughs> that, oh, Bobby oh, Robson was dear. looking down from heaven, going, "I've always rated that Carl Court." Naughty. It was it was cool good headers from him. It was a good match. We looked tall, we looked quick. Uh, you, I mean, Newcastle will be okay in that division. Talk of them we'll sticking okay, all the way through. I don't, they'll be I okay. Don't think we'll, I don't think we'll... Well, who knows? Because, I mean, we're losing uh, a few more players. Duff Stephen, going Duff, to Duff's gone pretty much. I think Stephen Till, uh, the way he was left the field, he applauded all four sides of St. James's Park. So I think he's leaving. Apparently there's talk of Sol Campbell coming. Pete, if we sit together, me and you, even though our clubs are shedding, pl- hemorrhaging <laughs> players, <laughs> if we're strong, we can get through it. Yeah. But no, it was good. It was a good match. What about old... Uh, you were going to talk about Freddie Sears, weren't you? Well, I think we've got him. <laughs> why have they still got those bars on the bottom of the goal in, in professional football? That's why it happened. Because they will not learn, Luke. It was it was against... Um, they got rid of the stand, the old classic stanchions, to be fair. R- remind me who the manager of City is. Is it Gary Johnson? Yeah. He Neil Warnock. It, I mean, I mean, apologies to all players, but it is funny because it's Warnock. Right, because it is funny. He's a good... But, I've met Warnock. But you know what he was lad. saying? He was saying in the press conference afterwards, well, Gary Johnson's to blame there. He should, he should have told the fourth official and the referee and they're given the goal. It's they, not his responsibility. They, they, went they, had one, they had one chalked off as well, Bristol City, though, didn't they? Completely, completely legitimately. Well, pretty much. I, mean, they... I think it was slightly offside. Oh, yeah, well, the offside <laughs> one, yeah. Slightly that's offside. Sort of, <laughs> that's sort of the rules, though, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Freddie Sears was slightly onside. Um, Simon Jordan, he went mental calling them cheats and he said, if that if that happened at our ground... if the, Sorry, if that happened... Uh, the other uh, way around. The other way around at uh, home... He said, I swear on my daughter's life, we'd offer them a replay. Oh, really? What would happen really? if it was a Premier League, though? In the Premier League, there would be law, oh. courts, replays, all yeah. that sort of shit. They would. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But, uh, but, but then Gary Johnson actually, um, the other day on a phone-in and the radio, he was saying, no, if you look, the linesman had his flag up, the referee went over to talk to him, and, it, and they said, why did you not give that go? And he said, for an infringement. That's what Gary Johnson said. And Gary Johnson said, we've been dragged through the mud here. Oh, right, okay. That's what Johnson's saying in defence. But to everybody else who saw that, it was a goal. Everybody stopped. So people are pissing at the wrong post on that. Well, they? that's what Gary Johnson said. But if you saw the goal, he scored, and all the players have stopped. The Bristol City, one or two of them, started moaning at their defenders. And then suddenly the whistle's gone. So I'm not. I don't know if Gary Johnson's kind of odd. Well, let's well let's wait for the referee's notes. Odd. Yeah. yeah. The referee's report. Do you still get them delivered to you, Pete? Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the CC'd in. Yeah. <laughs> James or Jim? Can you hear me? 
I can. Technolo- myself, technology, you? technology works. I'm good, and yourself? I'm very, very good. I'm having a great time. You're talking to uh, us from a different country. I am. I'm from. I'm in Bonnie, Scotland. It's really good. In Edinburgh. Here, frankly, yeah. How's the comedy going? Very, very well. Uh, the shows have been awesome. Actually, there was a guy who came to one of the shows from the plug I put on the Ramble. I didn't get a chance to talk to him afterwards. So thank you, whoever you were. Please make yourself known on the Facebook group. Bloody good rep. Didn't he shout mm. ho or something like that? He did. Um, he just <laughs> went... I, wa- I walked into the gig and uh, this voice just went, Jim! Ramble Force! <laughs> really? Really. Yeah, that's fan- great. That's fantastic. How are, you ke- are you keeping up with the football, James or Jim? Uh, I am as much as I can. It's Obviously, it's quite mad up here. Um, that's crazy. It's constant chaos. But, um, yeah, no, I am uh, obviously delighted to see how Arsenal got on the other day. That was good. Uh, show the bloody Ami over. He's only gone and got a hat-trick, isn't oh, he? We, we've talked amazing. about it. We've talked about it. Yeah, I it. bet you have. Um, guy, you know, Craig Brown apparently has had an affair, and there's all this stuff about Craig Brown being a love rat, which I never thought <laughs> I'd see. <laughs> Is he really? Apparently, yeah. Craig Brown? Well, uh, you That's know. Box. That, that love rat title was reserved for sort of. You? you know. <laughs> me, yeah. Well, it's happened. Well, if Sven can, why can't Craig Brown? Well, you know, I suppose that's a very set of ridiculous precedent. So, have you been watching any Scottish football since you've been up there? I have not had a chance. I'm going to catch the Arsenal Celtic game tomorrow. You um, typical English Premiership yeah. fan. Oh, yeah, who is? Oh, it's another, it's it's another league. Can't watch that. No, no, bloody hell no. I mean, I've been watching the Premier League since 1992, mate, so... Um... <laughs> Rangers did well at the weekend, they won 4-1. They did, yeah. Lee McCulloch's got a cracker, he took it off a defender and then hammered it! <laughs> yeah, that's what Pete knows about it, Jimbo, and he's not even there. I saw it on the telly and everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't even got a telly, so... <laughs> Poor impoverished artist. Ooh, yeah, love basically. me, love me. Oh, if you could, guy, listeners, if you could love me uh, <laughs> and let me know, that's all then he that'd wants. Be great. That's all he wants. Yeah, when, so, when are you back, James? Uh, I don't know. If I get through to the final, so you think it's funny, I'll be back on the thirtieth. If not, I'll be back probably the twenty-fourth. So, so we shall see. We'll see you on the twenty-fifth then. <laughs> hey! Are you having joking, that, Jimbo? Are joking, you having that? Joking. It's been yeah, a pleasure to talk to you, boys. Just check oh, you'll be behaving. It's nice. And uh, we'll see you uh, in a few rambles' time, I'd imagine. Yes, we shall. Marvellous. All the cool. best. OK, mate. I'll see you later, guys. Bye. 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 Right, there's been an email. <laughs> there isn't it. There's more than one. Uh, shall I go first, then? Peter, go on, then. Are, you, are you ready, Peter? No, I need to get on my chair. I'm ready now, though. <laughs> uh, dear Football Ramble. <laughs> that's us, that's us. Uh, this is, uh, if you guys remember, you, you will remember because you were here, um, we did a little thing about some anagrams. Never go anywhere else. There was a book, My Gonads Raw, there by was. Richard Napier being released, and someone's emailed in saying, Dear Football Ramble, Randy Mong is almost an anagram of Andy Gorham. But it isn't, though. But it isn't quite. So you can't have that. Gonad Army is, though. Oh, he's won yeah. me back. He's won me back. However, uh, just to follow up on last week, My Gonad's Raw is actually an anagram of Gordon Ramsay. And oh. uh, since looking at that book, I've seen the cover and there's a picture of a chef on the front, so that makes sense. Uh, for the record, my name is Kenneth O'Brien, and my name is an anagram of what Barry Davis might have said if he had a chance to talk to the Ireland keeper after the 1994 World Cup second round game. <laughs> I'm going to like this. Own. I'm going to like this. E Think Bonner. Oh, <laughs> like it. Think Bonner. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. enough. Cheers, Good Ken. Enough. Cheers, Ken, mate. Thanks. Thank you, Ken. Uh, Pete, uh, this is from a young man named Joe Bradford. He says, "All right, Ramblers, me and me mate went to watch Leicester City the other week, and at halftime we were reminded just how crap the halftime entertainment is." My friend and I uh, then reminisced about the time that Mark Morrison, the rapper, came to what? Filbert Street, Return s- of the Mac, and sang his uh, classic track. Return of the Mac to the, <laughs> to the crowd at half time. He only got to the chorus before the booze got so loud and he told the crowd to fuck off and stormed off towards the top. That is, man, that is superb. <laughs> haven't Kasabian done Leicester half time? I think they have. I think so, yeah. But at Pompey, they used to have this thing called. I don't think they still do it now, it's a shame. Back <laughs> when they, they used to do this thing called the Dizzy Stick, where they put a ball in the penalty spot. Oh, that's spot, brilliant. And oh, you have yeah. to spin around looking at the broom and you get dizzy and you have to score. That will never it's get quite boring. Good. Yeah, but they don't do it anymore. They, just... they do some like crossbar challenges and stuff, or they'll get a yeah. priest to come yeah. out. And, and bless the goal. Mark Morrison, that is brilliant. The dizzy stick's better. I once 
talk the Dizzy Mark stick. Mark Morrison doing the Dizzy Stick. What, you now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> that's, that's that Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Mac once again, once again, once Pete, again. Pete, imagine that at the, at the, at the Super Bowl. Here's the <laughs> highlight entertainment. It's Mark Morrison. Morrison. We've, say... we've either got Bono and you two, or Mark Morrison. I'll and take Dizzy... Mark Morrison with Bono. Yeah. Or, or with a Dizzy Stick only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I talked the Dizzy Stick to um, some Russians once. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I told you I don't lie. Um... <laughs> oh, funny story. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, who's got one? Go on, Peter. Who oh, wants one? What? Right. Lila Taka Pierre Alefran. Uh, <laughs> uh, I believe that's how he pronounces him. Uh, spent a night in the boot of his own car. This is not a case of footballers doing what some footballers do best. I be stupid. He was the victim of a good old-fashioned carjacking. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> hey, I haven't. This is a tragic story, Pete. <laughs> it is tragic. It's, it's quite a horrible story. But uh, Frau had just dropped off his babysitter when he was stopped by what appeared to be a police car. Only four masked men got out and demanded his keys, cash and cards. Oh. Uh, they then locked Alain into the boot of his own car <laughs> and drove him across town where they let him go unharmed. During the robbery, the thieves recognised him and began to apologise, which would suggest that a couple of them, at least, were, uh, were Lille fans. <laughs> they still did it! I was going to say. <laughs> the strangest thing is, though... Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> this is the second time in the last ten months that he's been carjacked. Pete, what's your, what's your, what would be your headline for this story? Well, I've written it down, Luke, <laughs> and it would be French striker enjoys a golden boot. <laughs> So, oh, that's what you get with Peter. That's I, awesome. I think he needs. To, I think he needs to downgrade his car, possibly yeah. from a nice car to a shitty car. Yeah. he's been carjacked all the time. And one that he couldn't fit in the boot of. Do you reckon, <laughs> do you reckon he should put a, a duvet? Do you reckon he should have a duvet in his boot? It'll go the other way. I just think well, it's going to happen anyway. I might as well make myself comfortable. Exactly. Well, shut. Pete, I'm going to have to pull you up on that one. That's not a funny story. That's a tragic story. Well, no, no he was unharmed. Because, oh, okay, it's I fine. Mean, yeah, it, yeah. To be honest, at any point, if you're being stuffed into a car boot. That's the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Being unharmed. Did That's you hear true. about um, when uh, Vinnie Jones played for Wimbledon? The crazy gang, if you will. Oh, they were crazy. crazy. And uh, they were so crazy. They kidnapped Lukey. a French striker. No, they never. They um, they were out. Uh, Carjack to the a vulnerable man. If I may. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they were they were out and about somewhere, and um, they were they, they parked the car uh, somewhere where they shouldn't have, and there was a traffic warden who was. Um, Telling them off and saying, "Oh, you can't park it there." Da 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 da. So for a laugh, um, they stuffed him in the boot of the car, and then drove to some club where they were going. And they opened the boot, and he was, um, I think, he, he was claustrophobic, and he was having a panic attack, and he was going mental. And they were like, "Oh my goodness, what, what the hell are we going to do?" You know, a bunch of footballers who played for the crazy gang. What, 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 mm. what are we going to do? So Vinnie Jones just went and just knocked him out. They put him back in the boot and went into the club. That's, is that true? Yeah. That is unbelievable, That's isn't it? Disgraceful, isn't it? How did they get away with that then? Well, well they haven't now, Pete. Hopefully, just justice, will, justice will be swift and severe. Hopefully, yeah. well, After they that didn't. Revelation. Georgie Popescu uncovered them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Popescu. Well, I've got another one. Um, Sunderland's Grant Ledbitter blamed Toon fans for causing him to smash a speed limit by more than 40 miles per hour. Yeah, probably their fault. He was abused by Newcastle United supporters while on a rare night out in the city with pals. A rare night out, as if you know how funny he goes out. <laughs> a medium rare. <laughs> when he got in his BMW to drive home, he was convinced he was being followed by them as he passed over the Tyne Bridge. Gateshead Magistrates Court heard how Ledbitter went to accelerate to 112 miles an hour, but the car pursuing him was in fact a police vehicle. Uh, the 23 Three-year-old of County Durham admitted the speed and charge, but pleaded special reasons why he shouldn't be get banned or given penalty points. I.e., he's a twat. <laughs> Uh, Harsh. He told the court, my heart was beating fast. I was scared and I wanted to get home as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, Ledbitter said, while having a quiet drink, he was recognised by Newcastle United fans who started taunting him and became abusive. I, I'm, I'm not sure that's all true. It's just another day in the life of an average footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, what's next? Uh, Ronaldo, the real Ronaldo, so to speak. He's, the the uh, real Ronaldo. The real Ronaldo, yeah. Uh, a month ago, uh, as you probably remember, he broke his wrist. You can't call him the real Ronaldo now because um, there's another Ronaldo at Real. At Real. Ah, the real Ronaldo. Ah, I thought I was being clever. The frustration. That. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you mean Brazilian the, Ronaldo. The real Ronaldo. Yeah. Brazilian. The yeah. real original Brazilian Ronaldo. The big man. He hurt his wrist. He, he went under the knife for a broken wrist. Uh, he was getting it fixed up. Oh, no. uh, he came back looking leaner. And meaner, so to speak. And some of the press sort of asked the obvious questions, i.e., did you have liposuction? <laughs> Fatty Ronaldo. Yeah. And his reply was, I don't even know if I did. <laughs> you now, definitely know. 
<laughs> you no, definitely know. They don't suck it out from your wrists. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> That's absolutely so, ridiculous. He said, what I do in my private life, as I've said before, is exclusive <laughs> to me, Ronaldo said. I don't have to give explanations to anybody, not to the press and not to the fans. The fans only care about the player, Ronaldo. Well, we're we're big fans of, of, of well, the his, real his, his weight is to do with <laughs> his, his playing of, ability, yeah. and thus that affects yeah. the real. Fans. We are big fans of his on him in this show. But Huge fans. We can't defend him for that. <laughs> Sorry, you're on your own there, pal. Yeah. I think it's profile. Well, that time. can only mean one thing, surely. <laughs> the cavalry. Either here. the king has returned from the crusades, <laughs> or it's profile time. The yeah. cavalry are here, and they've brought me a new profile. Yeah. And uh, this man is called. Josef Bischan. Now, you might not have heard of him, listeners, but let me tell you something. He was born on the 25th of September, 1913. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he plays for um, Hull. <laughs> not anymore. Well, no, he never. Um, he was a Czech-Austrian uh, forward, and uh, it is estimated by respected footballing <laughs> statistics um, that he scored around 800 goals in all competitive matches. That's not including friendly games. Romario's not even impressed. <laughs> Romario's lying. <laughs> um, and this would make him the all-time most prolific scorer in the history of football. What, in terms of goals-to-games ratio? Absolutely. I'm interested. Right, now I've got your interest. Uh, he was a part of the uh, Austrian Wunder team of the 1930s. So, Josef Bischan, here we go. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> uh, he was born in Vienna. Um, you see, uh, already a Czech-Austrian forward. Yeah. A little bit different. 54 so, um... years before the summer of love. <laughs> you just worked it out. Yeah, oh yeah, I've been, I've been working that one out. <laughs> I thought he was quiet. In the end, in yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was born in Vienna, capital of Austria, of course, into a, a poor Czech family. Uh, so poor he had to play football without shoes. But he said this helped his ball control and other aspects of his game. And he said in Vienna there were thousands of boys who played football every day. Um, we didn't have bikes or anything like that. But all we had was we, we used to make footballs um, called uh, hadracks or rag balls. And we played all day from morning to evening. And that's where he, he honed his skill on the streets of uh, Vienna. At the age of 12, he um, started playing for Hertha Vienna junior team. And uh, one of the club sponsors gave him a shilling every time he scored. It's not bad. And that money was very appreciated at home, I can tell you. Yeah. Very poor family indeed. Um, later, um, I think when he was about 18, uh, the big club, uh, Rapid Vienna, spotted him and gave him a contract. Um, his mother, um, Ludmilla... That's an Eastern European name, if I've ever heard one. Uh, used to come and watch him, and uh, there was one famous time when an opponent fouled him, and she ran onto the field with her umbrella trying to, trying to hit the, right. the the opposition player. <laughs> she's, she's proud of her son, Marcus, that's why. And we're all proud of him. Yeah. Um, he was an uh, extremely fast player. He could run the 100 metres in 10.8 seconds, which was, and back in those days, was similar to a lot of the sprinters. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Now, absolutely. I know Mr Bolt's just... That's uh, rapid. 9.58, unbelievable. <laughs> we, we, we can't digress, though. We can't digress. No, 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 but, uh, but still incredibly quick. And he was a great all-round player, and he used to... Uh, very good with both feet. He would take penalties with both feet, incidentally. And there's an old uh, thing that was said of him, that he only missed one goal-scoring chance in 20. Um, you can't say the same about Andy, Andy Cole. Cole. I was going to say Andy Cole then. <laughs> I was going to say Andy Cole then um, himself. Well, he became an Austrian international and played for Austria in the 1934 World Cup finals in Italy, where they got to the semi-finals. Uh, they were probably the best team in the world at that point, okay, Austria. Yeah. Um, uh, Mussolini was involved, though. Well, they, I think they got put out by Italy, didn't they? And yeah. uh, the referee, the, there was a lot of bribery going mm. on. A lot of bribery. I think the referee had tea with Mussolini the night before the game mm. and all this kind of talk. Well, there was even talk of referees heading balls to other to Italian players. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> serious, but let's we'll keep it with Bischan, though. And yeah. uh, in, in uh, so I should say, really, that um, we talked about him at the, the start being the, the most prolific scorer of all time. Um, well, for Rapid Vienna, he he played forty nine matches. Now, <laughs> one in one is a good. Is oh, an incredibly good scoring record. One goal, one game. So he, he played forty nine matches, and. Uh, he scored 108 goals. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> You're making that up. That's over two a game. He's a good player. Defences were rubbish, though. They must have been. <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from him, but that is um, stupid. That's well, like five a side. Well, maybe it was. <laughs> no, no that, fair was, play. that was his record. I'm telling you, this man... No, fair enough. Yeah, man. That's why he's here. 50 eggs. <laughs> That's why he's here, Pete. That's why he ate those 50 eggs. Yeah. That's why he's here. So, um, so in 1937, he left Vienna um, and he joined uh, Slavia Prague. Uh, the Czech, obviously, in the Czechoslovakia, as it was at the time. 
and he played for them throughout World War Two. And he applied for um, citizenship when he was in Czechoslovakia. Um, and uh, but unfortunately, there was a, had some kind of clerical error, so he couldn't play in the '38 World Cup finals in France for Czechoslovakia. It was a real shame. So we didn't see him on the it's world nasty stage. Nasty things going on in Austria around that sort of time. That's but, why. Well, in, and so they. He couldn't play at the, at the World Cup final, so he only played um, in, in 34 and not 38. Um, but du- during his time for Slavia Prague, um, apparently crowds uh, used to watch him train. A lot of people would turn up to watch him train because... Um, and they'd pay a little bit of money because they didn't mind because uh, while the rest of the team were doing the normal training stuff, you know, fitness and, and ball control and so on, Bischan would turn up with like, a load of empty bottles and uh, he would uh, balance them on the top of, a, of the flat wooden crossbar, as it was then. Um, and then he would go back to the penalty area and get a load of balls and just... Uh, <laughs> ping them, them off. And ping them all bottles off the, nice. off the crossbar. That's nice. And uh, they used to say that um, on a good day that he would maybe miss one in ten. That's what Ledley King does whenever... <laughs> yes, it Take shots at me knees! Take <laughs> shots at... Hit me knees! I bet you can't hit them! Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, uh, because he was so successful on the pitch, apparently he was quite a good-looking fella to yeah. boot. Um, yeah, his t- yeah, absolutely. His teammates were obviously quite jealous and... Uh, he got a bit of stick for them every now and then. Are you doing this profile because it's reminding you of yourself, Marcus? <laughs> that is what it is. Stop it. <laughs> no, carry on. Um, no, I'm next week. And uh, <laughs> I'm the season closer. Is that right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so we used to get a bit of stick from them. Um, but why, why would you why would you be mad at someone when they play 204 games for you and score 395 goals, Peter? Shut up. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's the- There's no, I know I keep saying unbelievable, but there's no other word for it. Yeah. That's unprecedented. But That's five aside. How are people... The reason I'm saying it's yeah. unbelievable is because people wouldn't have heard of this fella. People talk about Gerd Müller, Romario, Pelé. Gerd Müller's got an unbelievable... Yeah, no, record. yes, yeah, I know. But uh, this is... This is this man has been... <laughs> uh, it's is strange. This man is criminally underrated. <laughs> I know defence... We, we talked about this before, and we, and we all know the sort of formations of defences were different then, but that is a ridiculous <laughs> record. What was the offside rule in that game? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I don't doubt it, but it's crazy. Absolutely. It is crazy. Absolutely. Um... After um, Second World War, a lot of the big clubs uh, wanted him, of course. Um, Why? <laughs> <laughs> what, cent and a half, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sold a lot of shirts. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> he was... He, Juventus were one of the teams that came in for him, but he, um, he was advised uh, that the communists might take over in Italy, so he stayed in Prague. But, ironically, the communists came in, uh, in charge, in, yeah. in the, uh, as they were then, Czechoslovakia. Um, but he refused to join the Communist Party, just like he'd refused to join the Nazi Party in Austria. Mm. So, um, you know, he stood up for what he believed in. But uh, unfortunately... I think generally most people are against totalitarianism, but I understand what you're saying. It's probably easier said than done. So fair <laughs> that's, I think yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make yeah, yeah. here. Um, especially a high-profile chap like he was. Mm. Um, so he was um, he was in danger of, of losing his uh, his property, his, his, uh, where he lived in Prague, um, the communist. He wasn't approached by FC Start, was he? <laughs> yeah. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think FC Start was a little bit um, during the World War Two. This was after, and uh, he tried to improve uh, relations with the communist Bischan by leaving Slavia Prague, and he joined club uh, Vitkovic. Um, the very kind of uh, working class following they had and uh, he thought that might help and for them his scoring record he played 58 games and he scored 74 goals Rubbish! He's lost it. His legs are gone. He was losing it then. His legs are gone. He was losing it then. I mean, ineffective is one word I might use to describe that kind of record but um, he got in trouble with the local uh, with the the communist party when he was playing for them in in 1953 and and as he says he's uh, Bischan said it was uh, May Day and they persuaded me to take part in a May Day parade. And from the loudspeakers you could hear, uh, long live uh, the president, long live the president. But on the streets the people were shouting, long live Bischan, long oh, live you Bischan. Got me with that. Um, and, and Bischan said I wasn't responsible for that. I didn't, clearly I didn't uh, make that, I didn't... Uh, Paul Lynch would have done. Yeah, Paul Lynch <laughs> did. I wouldn't have whipped that up, you know. Yeah. But um, the Communist Party called, me in, called him into the office and, and, and said, right, you're off, pal. Yeah, they get you out of town. We're not having any of this. <laughs> so um, you don't share the goals around enough. <laughs> I love it if they didn't actually say that. Like you're off, pal. We're, <laughs> we're not having any of this. Yeah, yeah, that is the literal translation, of course. <laughs> yeah. um, unless my check fails me. Mm. Um, and so uh, he packed his suitcase and he was off. But while he was um, on the way to the station, we shouldn't make light of it, really. I no, mean, no, it's, absolutely. It's a, it's a sickening thing. Um, while he was uh, on his way to the to the train station, a group of around fifty workers stopped him, and they said. Uh, is there a problem here? 
because mm. their man was being escorted away. Yeah. And uh, Bish Chan, you know, he kind of um, had to swallow his pride and said, no, no, it's OK. Um, it's fine. No problem. So they said, OK, otherwise uh, we'd have gone on strike. <laughs> They'd have striked because he, their man he was leaving. He transcended the sport, Marcus. Well, absolutely. But he said he's, he said that he was glad that he said to these guys, you know, there is no problem because he would have got um, at least 20 years prison for inciting a strike. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, d- yes. Different world. Different world, then. Absolutely. So um, he returned um, to Slavia Prague uh, at the end of his career, played 29 games and scored 22 goals. So the ratio dropped He's down. He's winding down. He's winding down. Yeah, That's let, all right. We'll let him. On. Let him. Um, and, uh, and well, they were actually called Dynamo Prague at that point. A bit more of a sterner name. Mm. And he retired in 1955 at the age of 42, and he was obviously the oldest player in the league. His, his international record um, also stands that he played 19 games for Austria, scored 19 goals, and for Czechoslovakia, he played 14 games and scored 21 goals. Brilliant, yeah. Um, he, he went on to manage Slavia Prague amongst uh, a host of other sides, but um, he died uh, age 88 in, in 2001. But the memory lives on, and yeah. he's now in the Dean Windass Hall of Fame. Josef Fischan, you will be in a starting position, I'm sure. Oh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> no doubt about that. Cracking. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. The website is up, thefootballramble.com. It's all singing, dancing, as I've said and promised. And uh, it's lovely. Get involved. Mm. And if you could spend about an average time of about four minutes and three seconds on it, it would just bump the average up <laughs> yeah. a little bit more. That would be very nice of you indeed. Just, if you've got nothing else to do, just stay on it and just leave it open. Just, it on. <laughs> just randomly click on it. Yeah. Um, also, get involved in our fantasy football league. I think you've got till the end of the month, is it, Lou? Yeah, you've got to the end of the month to the transfer window closes to join our league. There's a couple hundred people in it already. Um, so, yeah, just get involved. The, um, the, the code it will be on the website and on the front page of the Facebook group as well, so you can all join in. Absolutely. We're doing terrible so far. I think I'm about 80th. Yeah. Mm. What my Which is mid-table in such a big league, so I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, 142nd. Are you really? Oh, after, the, after the first bounce. You're 149th, Pete. Am uh, I? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I got Ireland, I'm given and plumbing. Oh, I had Lescott. You had Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. um, I just want to... F- Last season, I couldn't get out of the bottom 15. No. I just want an all right fit. That's all I asked. Out of all the rounders, I won last season. Yeah, you did. Hmm. Um, at, at what position? No, about oh, 70th. We had a terrible show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so get involved in the uh, fantasy football. Uh, also, um, when you hear this, it'll be slightly earlier release uh, from a, a normal Saturday. And uh, in the coming rambles, we're going to be um, releasing the show midweek. Because we're weekly now. Yeah, we're weekly now and uh, midweek rather than the Saturday. So uh, Makes more sense, doesn't it, Marcus? Look well, out for that. Makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> And that's nothing but sense coming from Pete. Yeah. So as um, always, <laughs> get your iPods at the ready. Um, say goodbye. Midweek Pete. ramble force. Ho! <laughs> there you go. That'll, uh, stick, that'll stick in the mind. Please say goodbye, Luke. <laughs> goodbye, Luke. Uh, goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Um, and goodbye from me. We're all off to have some accidental liposuction. Ta-ta. See ya. Bye. Call that a saucy supper. Did you see the Football League show this week? I saw... No, I missed it. what I saw was... The intro is really strange. It was like crime watch. Yeah. It was like... And it's like Steve Steve Clouds got like his new hair, yeah, like that, and he looks like a policeman sort of talking about a reconstruction of a rape. Or They're in a really oppressive environment as well, <laughs> like an old disused like a warehouse. Yeah, it's like yeah. A prison. Nanisha was upstairs. Jack Yelling was downstairs in some torture interrogation room, and Steve Clouds was there like that. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'll yeah, play for fifty-eight clubs. I, d- I only saw the roundups online last week, but this week I saw the yeah. Football League show, and it was odd. <laughs> it's really, uh, you're right, it's oddly patronising as well. And it's like, if, if you feel strongly about anything in the show, do email in. It's yeah. like, if you've seen uh, this man <laughs> <laughs> who's committed a sexual atrocity... <laughs> fits this description. Please, please email in. <laughs>